Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This is chilling. Truth. And that's what I decided I'm going to murder my mother. And I didn't feel that I had to face what I had done ever. He killed 33 times. I'm the king, man. I decide who does what and where they do it at. Okay, so next time you see me. recording so yeah i guess technically um yeah technically you are a harley owner at this point yeah feels good dude i feel cool i like i feel so cool and you i think you're cooler now dude like overstoked it's i've wanted one for a really long time but you know now you're you're gonna have one now with a little bit of motivation. And also, uh, in the news in my life, yesterday, I uh, we bought Noah a toddler bed, so he's going to start uh, sleeping in that. So, well, congratulations. We're all, we're all doing stuff. You know, we all got stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, no, um, yeah. No, we definitely do. Equally cool. Equally cool. <laughs> For sure. No, I, I, I love your life, man. But I love mine, especially. More. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, you're living it, so. Yeah, but no, we, yeah, de- we, we definitely differ there. Uh I'm 30, bit, yeah. 34, and I bought a motorcycle before I had kids and a wife and shit. Like, and I'm, I've am i had a motorcycle before, but I got rid of it because uh, I didn't want it anymore. And it was, like, too expensive at the time. So, anyways, Dude. we should probably move on. People don't care about our yeah, motorcycle yeah. lives. Yeah, okay. Who are you talking about? So, yeah, we'll just start, we the, start the show, I guess. Start the show. Yeah, so, hey, guys, and welcome to The Chilling Truth. I'm Corey. And I got Johnny here as well, Hello. who uh, is a Harley owner now. Partially. I want to reiterate that. Yeah, like, partially. Yeah, partially. Like 0.5% um, of, you know, of owning. Like, I've already, de- I've made the down payment. I just pick it up on Tuesday. But on Tuesday, on Tuesday, he'll be getting that other 75%. The other, the other all of it. The other all of it, dude. Yeah. The other all I'm of super, it. Yeah, super, exactly. super excited, dude. So stoked. It's a, So today... Oh, I'm sorry. No, I thought you were finished. No, no go ahead. it's okay. It's okay. We can move on. Okay, cool. Uh, so today we're talking about something we were supposed to talk about like weeks ago. And then, uh, is your microphone muted? Because you're eating like the loudest possible snack. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I was making that much noise. <laughs> the, the wrapper was loud. Hold on. I'll take it out of the wrapper. We're good. Okay. Sorry about that. I'm not gonna edit this because it's literally 6:52 on Friday. I'm, we're recording. I'm eating a granola, man. I haven't eaten much today. I was on the road. Don't be modest. It's a Cliff Bar. Come on, that's a high scale granola. No. Oh, okay. Well, you bought it, so. Okay. Fair enough. Okay, because Johnny took a stand. Hot take on flip bars over here. <laughs> so, today we're talking about a subject we were supposed to talk about a while ago. And I, for the life of me, I cannot remember why we didn't ever cover it, why we stopped. Uh, oh, shit. Watch out my phone. I don't remember why we decided not to, but we're going to go ahead and do it today. But today we're talking about the Bardstown conspiracy slash murder. And I say conspiracy because it's unsolved. It's been solved yeah. now. But it was unsolved when I did the research, so you're going to get the unsolved version. So this this story is somewhat of a murder story and a conspiracy because it goes down a bunch of different avenues. Like there's a bunch of different outcomes that are possible. Police corruption, 
gang activity, yada, yada, yada. So this all happened in what was called, quote, the most beautiful small town in America, Bardstown, Kentucky. But four unsolved murders can really put a damper on any beautiful town, especially a small town where everybody knows everybody. And the strange disappearance of a mother of five added to the unraveling of said town. So it all starts, actually pretty recently, it all starts on May 25th, 2013. Uh, officer Jason Ellis, who was a canine officer for the Bardstown Police Department. His canine partner, Figo, was at home because Ellis was using a different car since, he, since his was in the shop being painted. And I put this in here because it's going to come up in a little bit. So Ellis and Figo were part of the effort to clean up drugs in Bardstown. Again, this is going to come up later. But he was working nights and was signing off for the night around 2 a.m. And on his way home, he took the same way he always does, which I'm not victim blaming. It's kind of a mistake. <clears throat> he exited at exit 34 off the Bluegrass Parkway and noticed some bushes in the middle of the road. Being a decent person, he stopped, got out to move them so no one would have an accident. And before I tell you guys what happened, I'm just going to say, never be a good person. You just, fuck, if they don't see it, they hit it. I'm sorry. You should have been paying attention. If you're a good person, it's going to be your downfall. Just look out for yourself. And I'll see. But Ellis stops because he's a good person. He gets out and he starts to move the bushes. And while he's moving them, he's shot by an unknown killer. Ellis is shot in his arm and his torso and falls to the ground. About a half hour later, Chad Monroe, who was working nearby, pulls up and stops to wait for the road to clear. Eventually, he gets out and goes to see if he can help. He sees Officer Ellis's body on the ground and yells for the other people in the vehicle to call 911. At first, it was called in as a hit-and-run accident, but upon further investigation, it was clear that that was not the case. So Bardstown Police and Kentucky State Troopers do a full investigation. A murder in this town was totally unheard of, so it was very odd that not only was there murder now, but it was the murder of a police officer. So no one came forward, and they, I mean, they were already stumped. The scene had no information to who or, why, or who did it or why the crime was even done. Um, and there's audio out there, if you want to go search it up on YouTube, of the call that Chad Monroe made to the police. Uh, I was going to put it in, but we don't really have a whole lot of time, so I'm just going to skip it. But if you want to look it up, it's it's it's... It's pretty cool. You can hear the desperation in his voice of trying to help this poor guy who was killed. So then came a threat, a letter indicating that more police would be targeted and killed. And stated, and, it, and it stated that Officer Ellis was only the first. So this brought on the FBI. And it was soon determined, though, that the letter was not written by the killer. Many people in the town were terrified. Like we said earlier, this type of thing did not happen in Bardstown. But many believed the shooter to be good with firearms and had to have practiced because... The shots were very deliberate, and they were from a distance, which is not easy to do, and especially at night in the dark. Right. The target moving. So a little side note for our listeners who do love dogs. We love dogs. We both have dogs. So Figo, Officer Ellis's canine partner, was retired after the funeral and now lives with his widow and his boys. That's good news. <clears throat> at the funeral, though, Figo did put his paw up on the casket of Officer Ellis, and I just think that is so sad. Yeah, it's a bummer, dude. Yeah, he doesn't He doesn't even understand. He's just a dumb little dog. He doesn't understand Well, maybe that's the thing. Maybe he does understand, and that's why he put his paw on the casket, bro. He knew that he wasn't going to see his homie anymore. I think he just knows that his buddy is in the casket. And he's never going to see him anymore. 
All right, this is bumming me out, so why don't we move on to the mother-daughter murder, because that's less bummy. Yeah, it sounds like a pick-me-up. <laughs> and a dog funeral. Yeah, let's let's spice it up a bit. You know, let's raise the mood here and talk about another senseless and random crime that was committed. So Tuesday, April 22nd, 2014, Nelson County school officials called Norris Harden, the father of Kathy Netherland? Netherland? I think it would be Netherland, right? Um, you never know. It, it's spelled Netherland, but, you know, sometimes the TH makes a Could D be Netherland. Who knows? So Kathy Netherland. We'll go with that one. Cool. Uh, she was 48 and, she, uh, and reported the special education teacher had not appeared for work, nor had she called and wasn't answering her phone. So... She was the special ed teacher. I know that's worded weird, but Kathy Netherland was the special ed teacher. Right. So Hardin went to his daughter's home on Springfield Road where he saw Kathy's car parked outside, but there was no answer to his knocks on the door. Fearing something had happened to his daughter and granddaughter, Samantha, age 16, Hardin entered the house and walked into a scene of horror that would remain embedded in his mind for as long as he lived. Both were dead. He found both of the women in pools of their own blood, and he could see both had cuts to the throat area. He didn't look any further. It was obvious they were beyond help, and he notified the authorities. Samantha was a young high school student who was getting ready for her first, for her first prom, and she had been sending pictures of her prom dress she picked out to her sister. When she was buried, they actually did bury her in her dress because they felt it was right, I guess, that she could wear it one time, so that's pretty sweet. But what's strange is nothing was taken from the home. Both women were murdered, but Samantha was brutally beaten as well as having her throat cut. And Kathy was murdered in what almost seemed like it was just collateral damage, as if Samantha was the intended target and Kathy was just there. But, I mean, who would just kill this r a random high school girl? I mean, and not take anything. You know what I mean? And there's no sexual assault. I mean, I'm glad there wasn't, yeah, but it's I was just like, ask. Yeah, it's... you would think there would be. Right. Hmm. We're very anti-rape. <laughs> oh, for sure. Anybody that listens, you should know yeah. that we are very anti-rape. I don't think we need to say it, but in case we do, we are anti-rape. Yeah, I'll say it again. We show. are anti-rape. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. So, uh, again, there was no leads no evidence no robbery nothing so it just looks like they went into this house and just beat the fuck out of this poor little girl and then murdered both of them and then just left with no i mean i can understand if it was a robbery right. or there was sexual assault or something i mean i don't understand you know i'm not gonna keep trying to make myself not sound bad you guys know what the fuck i'm trying to say mm. historically that would make more sense they're just going in and murdering somebody and then taking off, you know? I mean, it, it's, it always throws everyone for a loop when it's hard to find a motive. Yeah, definitely. Just a random fucked up, you know what I mean? It's, it doesn't make sense, and that's, it, you know, that's maddening. Yeah, I guess that's what it is, is as humans we try to just make sense of, of Well, you things. want to. I mean, it makes sense. Like, you'd want to make sense of it so that you can process it. Uh, but when... Especially this poor when little some, girl. Was, yeah. But when something senseless like this happens, it, yeah, like yeah. the the uh, it's hard to wrap your head around. Yeah, uh, for an entire community, it's just insane. So, so the only quote unquote lead they had, and I have no idea how they end up, this ended up being a lead, 
But they had seen a 2006 to 2013 Black Impala at a gas station. But the camera was so fuzzy and distorted, you couldn't even tell who was in the car, much less how many people were in it. No license plate or anything, so it wasn't really much of a lead. But this, I mean, 2006 to 2013, that's a huge span of, like, you can't even make out the year model of the fuck? You might as well not even put this forward. Well, you gotta think, the, the iPhone didn't debut until 2018, or 2008, so... This was in 2014. Yeah, but cameras have still just come along. That was six years ago, dude. Cameras, there's, there's been like five different GoPros come out, dude. There's, iPhone has developed 14 different kind of cameras since then. Like, it's crazy. Well, I don't think the fucking gas station are taping up goddamn GoPros. No, but you got to think they're, they're probably not spending cameras. like... No, they probably pay, you know, low dollar for low quality surveillance. Well, yeah, I mean, it's usually how it goes. So. Well, that's what you get. Yeah, I mean, that, that wasn't really images. much of a lead. Honestly. No, it wasn't not at all. <clears throat> so it wasn't until the bodies were removed and examined that people learned the mother and daughter had died around 8 p.m., April 21st. <clears throat> and in addition to having their throats slit, Miss Netherland had been shot several times and Samantha was badly beaten around her head. The brutality of the slayings and the fact and the fact that most of the violence was directed towards Samantha led some to believe that the killer was a man or boy whom she had rejected, or possibly someone who had become fixated on her, and basically saying the attacks were personal. Which is, I mean, it's not the craziest thing to say. I mean, there's been plenty of cases where a woman will turn a man down, and then, you know, a week later he fucking kills her, because guys are crazy. Yeah. So Samantha was described as a likable, personable teen who loved to sing. Uh, a sophomore at Bardstown High School, she was preparing for the prom, which was just days away. Quote, she was going to go to the prom this weekend, said Barbara Donahue, uh, Samantha's aunt. Uh, she had her dress, shoes, earrings, everything laid out to go, and now this all, this all has all come to an end. The mother and daughter were buried April 30th, 2014, and two days later, on May 2nd, a vigil was held in remembrance of the beloved teacher and student, at which dozens of purple and baby blue balloons were released. Uh, that was their favorite colors. Purple was Kathy's favorite, and Samantha's favorite was the, the blue balloons there. <clears throat> so shortly after the murders, Trooper Gregory... which. I don't know if that's his last name or his first name, but either way, it's bad. Uh, Trooper Gregory released a statement indicating several... I can't even say his yeah, name without that. wanting to laugh because it sounds so fucking ridiculous. Uh, ridiculous? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I thought you were Trooper done with the Gregory. Japanese fucking accent, dude. I didn't do I didn't do the accent. Did I do it? No, it was a taste, tasteless joke. I didn't I... mean to if I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Trooper Gregory is probably not Japanese. No, no. I, well, you never know, dude. You know, could have been... Uh, He's probably a white guy. Could have been a Navy dad, you know? Never know. I guess. They'd be laying that pipe all over the world. Uh, sort of here. So Trooper Gregory, possible Japanese man, released a statement indicating several detectives were working on the case and following leads, but they only had that fucking car lead, so they didn't really have much of shit going on for them. So the same thing that happened following the death of Jason Ellis, some townsfolk in Bardstown began to speculate the Netherland killings might have been an inside job. The only other immediate member of the family was 19-year-old Holly, who was away at college. 
According to a rumor making the rounds, Kathy had received a, quote, pile of insurance money when her husband, Robert H. Bob Netherland, 51, died of colon cancer in July 2013, just eight months before his wife and daughter's gruesome murders. Holly then surmised, aided and abetted by a conniving boyfriend, could have been involved in the slaughter of her mother and sister. There's no evidence that Holly Netherland nor anyone she knew had anything to do with the murders. And I gotta say, that's in pretty bad taste to, <laughs> to put that idea forward, that she murdered her mom and sister to get insurance money from them when nothing was taken from the house. Well, I mean, just because she didn't take anything, I don't know. I feel like it's very plausible. People are crazy. People kill each other for insurance money all the time. I mean, but she would have to take at least, like, her debit card. I mean, I'm sure the money's not just in cash. Like, no, she's going to wait until the funeral house. services and all that jazz. I guess. I don't know a whole lot about fucking how insurance money works. No, I, mean, I don't know, like, how you... Yeah, no, you definitely it. don't want to look like the you robbed the place. Yeah, you just... You do the deed, or, you know, it's been done, and then you just... You act sad at the funeral and all that, and then when you... Uh, you get read the wheel, you get all the shit that you wanted, and to, you know, to some people that's worth it. So what you're saying is if anyone has any insurance fraud questions, they can direct those questions directly to you. I, I know nothing about insurance. I'm just saying that... In, Sounds like you know a lot about insurance fraud. In order, Maybe not insurance in general. I mean, if you're trying to receive benefits, you definitely don't want to be tied to it, so you gotta like... You gotta play the game. Yeah, you got to play the part of the sad, grieving right. daughter slash sister, and then you can go get a fucking Range Rover. Well, it's usually like husband or wife, you know what I'm saying? It's rarely the kid with the parent, but it does happen. It has happened. So it's it's just, it's crazy oh, sure. what people do for money. But yeah, you definitely... Yeah, I mean, look at uh, look at the U.S. or the, the um, Terry Joe Duperall. Remember, that guy killed, uh, killed his, was mm. trying to kill his wife for insurance money. Oh, it's crazy. This one was eight months. Most of the time, every time you hear about that shit, it's like the other person just finalized paperwork on life insurance. Like, people don't wait. It's like, as soon as they get that approval that they have that beneficiary shit, well, they just, it's yeah. like, oh my God, it's like they're planning immediately. It's like, it never too long Yeah, after. so you're saying that, you're saying if it was the sister that did it, she probably would have killed them sooner than eight months later. No, I mean, eight months is pretty average, I think. I mean, it happens fairly, you know, soon after, you know, finalizing beneficiary shit. It's always yeah, recent. Right. It's like, oh, yeah, they just fucking, they're only, like, I feel like every time you see, like, a special on, uh, you know, spousal homicide, it's, yeah, they, it's like, they just came across some money, and, like, there's well, no time Well, most women to who are... Most women who are black widows, typically that's why they murder. It's not sexually murder for, you know, profit. I suppose. But on another note of insurance money, real quick before we move on. When I was in the army, there was this girl or this lady who was married. And her husband was in Afghanistan and she was cheating on him uh, back home. And he got killed. And if you guys don't know, when you're in the military, whether you're deployed or not, you get, I think it's a, Pretty like the base like four hundred thousand is four hundred grand. Yeah, yeah. four hundred thousand. And he got killed, so she got the money, four hundred thousand dollars, and she bought her, I guess, uh, what do they call it again? Pool boy. What? What's the name? What is it? A pool boy. <laughs> 
No, the one they say, the, Jody. The, her Jody. Her Jody. Uh, I bought him a brand new Ford Raptor. Oh, damn. With the insurance money. Nice. That's fucked, yeah. dude. Yeah. That's so, so fucked up. Is, is that what they call anyway, him, a Jody? I've never heard that. Yeah, you never say hear him say, like, oh, Jody's going to be fucking your wife or whatever while you're deployed or in the field or something. You ever heard Jody? Well, maybe it's a army thing, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I just... I don't know. What do y'all call it? I don't know. I mean, I would see it a lot, but I, I, I wasn't familiar with that. Maybe I just didn't pay attention, but I'm not familiar with that term, Jody. Yeah, it's, it's a thing. I'm not making it up. No, I believe you. So now we're going to get to why the whole deal in Bardstown really got so much attention. And the reason why is Crystal Rogers. According to her boyfriend, Brooks Hook. I don't fucking say that name. Hook, Hook, According to Brooks Hook. Sounds like Hoik, Goofy, dude. Crystal Rogers. <laughs> yeah, Hook. Yeah, sounds like Goofy. Fucking, I don't know, how does he do it? Yuck, it's like some weird fucking neck. Anyway, this fucking guy. He, he turns out to be a piece of shit, so we can make fun. Right. So apparent, according to Brooks, Crystal Rogers was last seen on the night of July 3rd, 2015. In an interview with Nancy Grace, he said she stayed up all she stayed up late playing games on her phone and was gone the next morning from the house where they lived with their two-year-old son, Eli, and other children. According to the radio station, WBKR, Brooks did not report her missing for two days, and ultimately, it was her own family that went to the police. Uh, good family, man. That's a tough call, but, but I'm, I'm glad that I somebody mean, can do it. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad her parents went, but I mean... You know it's got to be hard for a parent, So her man. mother... Like, turn your back on your own Her mother child. said... Well, you're not turning your back. She, her, her parents reported her missing. Oh. The boyfriend didn't report. Her. Oh, okay. I was thinking the other way. That's what's sketchy is the boyfriend never said she was missing. It's the parents who had to go report that she was missing. Okay. So her mom says, "I told him I'm going to the police department to report her missing," and he said, "That's what you should do." And that's Sherry Ballard. She told the Kentucky Standard that. There's going to be a lot of country accents coming up, so I hope you guys are ready for that. So on July 5th, police found Rogers' maroon Chevy Impala abandoned with a flat tire on the shoulder of the Bluegrass Parkway. Now, if you remember from earlier, the Bluegrass Parkway was the same road that Officer Ellis was killed off of. Right, right. So inside were her purse, keys, and cell phone, which is odd and also seems like it was not part of whoever's plan it was to take her. The tire was flat. It did not have the air let out of it on purpose, so it seems like it was just a happy accident for the kidnappers. And if it was an, if it was an accident and she was not taken, why would she leave all her shit there? Why would she leave all her stuff? It's obvious that she was taken by someone from the site, because you're not going to leave without your phone, your purse, or any of your other shit. Yeah, no, people typically can't do anything without their cell phone in their pocket or their hand, so. But this was. Except for you. Go ahead and do your. Let's go ahead and say this, it. Johnny has a flip yeah, phone. Yeah, but this is. Bring it up real no, quick. No, I mean, Get that's not what I was getting at, but it is true. I have a flip phone and I don't have that noise in my face, so I feel like. You know, I didn't bring my soapbox. It feels weird looking at you eye level. We don't have to talk about it. You right can now. borrow mine if you would like but... to get on your soapbox about. You could stand on my iPhone box if you'd right. like. So you can but this was like six or seven years ago, so like. I mean, were people that attached to their devices already? Or I mean, absolutely. I feel like people have been attached to their phones for. I mean, as long as I guess since iPhones, smartphones yeah. have been around. Okay. I was just trying to give humanity the benefit of the doubt, but no. Uh, 
they've been Never uh, stuck in their screens for a lot longer than I tried to say. So. Yeah, no, it's, this is not new for people. Uh, so hmm. when Rogers went missing, Brooks said he was initially worried about her absence, and she often went out with friends and stayed out late, and sometimes not coming home until the next morning. Rogers' family, however, was immediately concerned. Wouldn't uh, I mean like? What do you call her friends though? Like, what do you ask someone like, "Hey, have you seen my girlfriend around? I can't fucking find her." Yeah. Like, well, that's I don't know. How long do you wait? Because like, mean, if I call someone and I don't get an immediate response, I'm okay with that. So like, if if it could go a whole day, easy. Like or like. So that's my maybe, mom. If my mom calls me, and the I don't next answer, day, she just calls me over and over. No, like I don't. I don't expect people. To, to answer every beck and call that I had. Like, when I used to have a smartphone, I would deliberately leave it on, like, the the setting where it shows you that I've seen your text. I've read it. I opened it. Just so you, mm-hmm. you can see that, like, I'm... Okay, I read your text. I'm going to respond when I think... Like, I'm busy. I don't have to get back to you immediately. And people would get mad. They'd, like... I had, I, <laughs> well, yeah, because it looks like you're ignoring No, it, it, it looks like I'm living my life, and I'm not... Oh Always just in the middle of doing a whole lot of nothing so I can be like, oh, I'm so glad this person texts so I could put all my energy into it right now. Like, what the fuck, dude? It's ridiculous. Well, you know what they say. You know what they say. If I got service, I haven't gone far enough. But, you know, some say that, and I like it. I fucking like it. You know what I'm saying? You say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do say that. The only person I've ever heard say Dude, that. I'm sure I got it from someone. I didn't make that up. But it sounds yeah, good, and it's very, okay. you know, I like it. I mean, I like connectivity for sure. No, like, that's I, cool. I like being uh, su- suburbs, being connected to things. I don't need to be right in the middle of the city, but I don't want to be two hours from anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe when I'm old, I'd like like a, a cabin on a mountain by myself. You know, and I only go into town like once a month or so. Yeah, we talked about that when we talked about if you won the lottery, you would just buy, build one cabin and sit on the rest of the money. Yeah. I just, you know, I just bury it. No, it wasn't. It was the Pablo Escobar. We talked about if you had $60 million a week. I'd buy, I'd probably buy like millions of Frisbees, probably. Oh my God. Okay, we're going to move on because we're getting very off topic here. So, I mean, I'm just confused on why he wouldn't call her friends. I mean, especially (laughs) if you want to avoid suspicion of actually kidnapping and murdering your girlfriend uh, and you are really a sociopath, at least act or, you know, act sad and anxious. I mean, try not, I mean, to say you're not worried is a pretty big red flag. It should be all right. But that's how we get, yeah, that's, that, that's uh, what started my rant. You know, like, it just, yeah, I, yeah. I probably would have waited two days and I would have looked guilty as fuck. You know what I'm saying? And you'd be like, officer, look, man, I have a flip phone, so. Yeah, and like, I'm just living just my life, bro. Shit in a bucket. Yeah, like, I'm living my life. She's living her life. <laughs> Sometimes we oh don't God. talk then, for, like, a couple days. It's not the end of the world. It's sometimes I put her in a trunk and we go on a trip that she doesn't want to go on. It just I mean, happens. I, I, that's the thing. Like, it, that's basically what it sounds like. Because who's going to believe that? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm going to prison. Nobody. Yeah, you're definitely going to go to prison. Because I didn't have a close... So you're, because uh, I didn't have ties to, to the girl that I'm seeing. So pretty... I didn't pretty keep her on a short leash. Beard if she's listening... Yeah. Hopefully she uh, fuck, doesn't disappear fuck, ever. Fuck me for being understanding and reasonable with people. Hey, man, you can't be that in today's world. <laughs> it's hard. 
So Roger's uh, Roger's sister, Brooke Ballard, told ABC News, the stories just don't add up. You just don't go to bed one night and not know where she's gone and then not worry when she's left the baby. It's a jumble of a sentence. I don't know what the fuck. I don't even know what she's trying to say, honestly. It just sounds like she's trying to say, you don't just, like, wake up and then not worry that she's gone or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, you go to bed one night, and you wake she also, up, baby's gone, you just, you know, you're not worried about it. You just make a bowl of cereal and watch some TV. Yeah, just a bowl of fucking, yeah, bowl of cereal, I guess. Puffs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Waiting for you to figure out a, one, literally one cereal brand in the whole world. You could have said anything. I was trying to go for like a really like, boring uh, one. I'm like, dude, I can't think of anything right now. Cornflakes. Yeah, cornflakes are pretty lame. I know a lot of people that love them. Cheerios. But I like cornflakes, but I sprinkle a little bit of sugar. In I it. like Cheerios with like fruit, honey, and like lots of sugar piled on top of it. I'm not worried yeah, about I my like cholesterol. So mm. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. I mean, I'm here for a long time. I'm just not paranoid about my cholesterol. I like I'm I'm pretty pretty okay in shape. <laughs> like I'm, like I'm not in ter- terrible shape. And that's our health corner, also with our Cheerios sponsorship. Uh, every now and then, I'm just going to report my fucking heart rate. <laughs> okay, appreciate it. Yeah, uh, so she also said, she also said, he has not offered to search once, or help, or do anything for the family. Uh, it sounds like he's fucking guilty. It does honestly. sound like he's guilty, like for he, sure. No, I get it. He sounds very guilty. Yeah, probably guilty. Uh, so, in an interview with Nancy Grace, Brooks admitted he and Rogers had a, quote, stressed relationship at times, but he emphatically, empath- empath- what the fuck, denied having anything to do with her disappearance. Uh, with her disappearance. I'm 100% completely innocent in this, he said. So, oh, okay then, boys. I mean, he said he didn't do it. So, to be fair, he said 100%. So, that's pretty pretty sure thing. We should just wrap it up. It doesn't matter if you say you're 100% innocent, dude. People, they're still, that doesn't hold up Yeah, everybody court, in prison you know? is 100% innocent, dude. Right. I mean, Morgan Freeman said that. Yeah. He said that when he got arrested for being, uh, you know, one of them African rebels. Whoa. Uh, also, I don't know why I did like, that weird Midwestern type of accent, because they're from Kentucky, so it didn't really make huh. a whole lot of sense. So, uh, despite Rogers' family's criticisms, he claimed he was helping search efforts, quote, behind the scenes, and said that his polygraph test was determined to be inconclusive. Kentucky State Police officially named Brooks Hoyuk a suspect in Crystal Rogers' disappearances. disappearance in October 2015. According to NBC News, he continued to deny his connection to the disappearances, saying, My whole family's name is trash for something completely not even tied to me. It's taken a lot of energy and effort. I can't even go to the side of the road without looking like a murderer. This is starting to get silly. I don't need an attorney. I'm innocent. This, to me, is starting to get silly. <laughs> That's such a strange choice of words for what this is becoming. Not outlandish, not wild, but silly. Yeah, man. And also, how much time gotcha. on the fucking side of the road are you spending? It's where you're upset you can't go there anymore. If I couldn't go to Six Flags because people thought I was a murderer, that would be fine because I don't ever go to Six Flags. Yeah, but... I if mean, I was banned from it, it wouldn't bother me. I feel like I wouldn't want anybody to think that I'm a murderer regardless if I go there. 
Like well, in completely I mean, I a place that saying. I never go, I, I still don't want people there thinking I'm a murderer. Like, I don't want people thinking, I'm glad he's not here because he's a murderer. They want you to think, I'm glad he's not here because he's insufferable to be around. No, I just don't want him to think about me at all. Like, that's ridiculous. Because <laughs> you're in the woods somewhere. Because I'm in the fucking woods somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> but Brooks was also never charged or arrested in connection with Rogers' disappearance. Uh, so on October 16, 2015, Brooks, Brooks's brother, Nick Hoyek, was fired from the Bardstown Police Department for allegedly interfering with the investigation of Crystal Rogers, uh, according to NBC affiliate WLEX. This was the, quote, behind-the-scenes searching that Brooks was doing, uh, which I can only assume was them pounding beers, driving around with Brooks in the back of a pickup, and shining a flashlight into the woods looking for this fucking, this fucking girl. Mm-hmm. So Nick was accused of warning his brother that detectives, the detectives were planning to interview him and advised him not to speak with them. Nick later told the Kentucky State Police that he only contacted his brother to tell him that, quote, they might be trying to trip him up and he should, quote, protect himself. Uh, th- Nick then failed a polygraph test conducted by an examiner from the FBI when questioned about the case. When confronted with the results, Nick denied that he was lying, saying, I don't give a goddamn what your fucking computer said. You're calling me a fucking liar, and I don't like when people call me a liar. And I hate when they call me Nicholas. That's a fucking wussy goober name. My name is Nick. Goober. I'm just kidding. That last part I made up. The rest of it was true, though. He didn't say the goober. <laughs> I just like saying goober in that accent because it sounds Okay. Funny. Police subsequently released footage from the Huyak brothers' separate police interviews Nick has never been charged or arrested in connection with Rogers' disappearance. And I hope you guys are getting used to that that sentence because it just keeps keeps happening. So in December 2015, Louisville WDRB reported the arrest of Danny Singleton on 38 counts of false swearing after he allegedly lied under oath to a grand jury in relation to the investigation of Crystal Rogers' disappearance. Well, that doesn't look good for Brooks' defense. No, no, it does not. <clears throat> so uh, I'd say, yeah, it looks pretty fucking awful, considering 38 counts. I mean, that's like every sentence he said was a fucking... I mean, how many sentences did he say? Was, were they all alive? So according to NBC News, Singleton is a close friend and longtime employee of Brooks Wick. Singleton later pled guilty and was released from jail after being in custody for six months. When the Hoyek brothers' grandmother, Anna Whitesides, was subpoenaed to appear before a grand jury in June of 2016, the then 82-year-old invoked her Fifth Amendment rights, refusing to testify for the fear she might incriminate herself. Investigators had wanted to ask her about a white car of hers they believed was connected to Rogers' disappearance. Whitesides' lawyer said there are lots of things, particularly in a high-profile case where there are there is a frenzied an investigation as there is as there is here that could ensure an 82-year-old woman. I'm sorry, ensnare an 82-year-old woman. That August, Whiteside's home was searched, and as were the homes of Nick Hoyk and his mother, Rosemary Hoyk, where several pieces of farm equipment were seized, according to WLKY. Whiteside's home was again searched in July 2017 following the death of Rogers' father, Tommy Ballard. Again, Whitesides has never been charged or arrested in connection with Rogers' disappearance. So as if things couldn't get more hinky, on November 19th, 2016, Crystal's 
54-year-old father Tommy Ballard was fatally shot in the chest by an unknown person while waiting in a field for his grandson to go hunting. Hmm. His family believe the same person is responsible for both Tommy's death and Rogers' disappearance. Uh, his wife, Sherry Ballard, told w- WDRB, When that happened to my husband, it was no accident. No. Sherry believed Tommy was getting close to finding out what happened to Crystal Rogers before he was killed. In 1979, Crystal Rogers' aunt, Frida Shireen, Sherry Ballard, went missing from Bardstown, according to the Kentucky Standard. The 19-year-old was over seven months pregnant at the time of her disappearance, and her remains weren't found until August 1983. Hmm. They were discovered on a farm close to where Rogers' car was found. Her estranged husband, Edsel Eddie Barnes, I guess everybody has a fucking nickname here. Yeah, but Eddie should be his real name. Edsel sounds like a nickname. (laughs) <laughs> Eddie yeah, Edsel Barnes, man. Edsel Eddie. Yeah. Yeah, man, it sounds fucking weird. Yeah. Uh, he was another man, or and another man, George Weir, were eventually connect, convicted and sentenced to life in prison for murder. To date, no one has been arrested for the disappearance of Crystal Rogers and the shooting death of Tommy Ballard. Rogers' body has also never been found. In March 2018, the Kentucky House of Representatives and State Senate passed a resolution honoring them as well as the victims of the unsolved Bardstown murders and urging witnesses to come forward. Crazy. And, uh, yeah, that's that's the Bardstown murder slash conspiracy. I know it was a little rushed. Like I said, we're doing this on Friday. So we're really just trying to get this episode out to you guys today. Um, and also, like I said at the beginning, this case is solved now. Uh, you can look up the results of that. Uh, for yourself on Google. We don't have to do every fucking thing for you guys yeah. anymore. I'm going to have to do that too. But we like to do it, so it's fine. <laughs> and so you can follow me on Instagram at How the Dad's Chill. You can follow Johnny at Johnny2Jokes. You can follow the show at The Chilling Truth Podcast. Please go leave us a review on iTunes. We really appreciate that. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will catch you on the Flippity Flip. Later. Later.